Hello and welcome to In-House, the podcast, reimagined and reformatted for Radio Reverb. My name's Will Hood and this is our second show on Radio Reverb, which is essentially a collection of interviews and music with artists on the In-House Records label. These conversations were all recorded remotely over the phone at the height of the pandemic lockdown, so sometime between March 2020 and the summer of 21. As you're about to hear, In-House Records is the world's first prison-run record label, which means that all of the artists you'll be hearing from have spent some time in prison and would have typically have gotten involved with the record label while serving time. You should also know that whilst everybody I interviewed had been released from prison, that originally these interviews were part of an audio CD that the label was delivering to seven prisons across the southeast of England as a way to respond to the COVID situation. So if at points I reference a prison audience, then that's what I'm talking about. You can find this podcast out in the wild, as it were, on all the usual streaming platforms. But over the next hour, you'll be listening to an amalgamation of three podcast episodes, all of which are with artists talking about the role creativity played in helping them survive prison and transform their lives. If you want to find out more about In-House Records, then you should go to inhouserecords.org. But for now, the label wants all listeners to know that they recognise the severity of criminal acts and their far-reaching societal implications. Our aim is not to excuse, but to better understand the environments and challenges faced by those who find themselves in Her Majesty's prisons through conversation and engaging dialogue. In-House Records is a community interest company working collaboratively with HMPPS to bring about the space for positive change to take place. So, coming up, we have interviews with Magic, Beats and Trey. And then to finish the show, I'm going to play a track by one of our artists, Sugar Boy D, which was recently released. I can also give you a nod towards the in-house Spotify playlist, should you want to follow that up. I should also tell you that these podcasts were originally funded in part by the UK Arts Council. Okay then, so without further ado, let me introduce you to Magic. Welcome to In-House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood and each week I'll be chatting with different musical artists who have spent some time in prison. During the time each guest spent incarcerated, they all took part in workshops run by In-House Records. In-House Records being the world's only prison-run record label, which is out there discovering and developing new talent throughout prisons in the southeast of England. This week's interview is with an artist known as Magic, uh, who I've not met before, but we had a great chat about all things creative, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Magic. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right, man. I'm all right, man. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. So this tune that we're listening to right now, tell me the name of it and uh, and where that's coming from. Uh, Moroccan Magic. Um, 
Akula, Moroccan, Maji, yeah. gift of the jewels and diamonds, I wrote that last summer. Um, I was in conversations with a Moroccan girl at the time, was getting kind of close, chilling, but we used to get out, getting to know each other, and she just kind of influenced that song. Um, okay, so it's a bit of a love song, bit of a bit of a a kind of relationship number. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a girly song. Most of my so, most of my songs are girly songs, or dedicate the girls, or written off of some what? form of feeling or emotion. Okay. So when you're saying girly song, you mean that it's uh, you're singing to a woman? No, nah, not directly to a woman, but it is. It's a re- it's a relatable song. When I write a song, I think of the relatable factor. When I wrote Moroccan Magic, there's a lot of guys out there that are seeing or in relationships with Moroccan girls, and it's just it was just one of those ones where I thought of okay. So tell me about the name Magic. Was was Magic your given name, or is that a uh, your artist name? That's my artist name. Okay. So um, what, what is your real name, Magic? My real name is Matthew. I don't go by it. MJ Mafia or Mafia before some people might know me as the name of Knights or 187 Knights from when I used to be in gangs growing up. But um, the name Magic, the people just means knowledge. Well, someone needs to be preaching some knowledge out there. People have lost their ways. Why do you think that is? Why do you think people have lost their ways? Through the music, media, celebrities, people of influence, they make people value things that they shouldn't value. So they tend to look at what other people have got and try to work towards that. And try to work towards other people's values. So everyone sees the musician and they see the life that the musician portrays. And they think, oh, I want that. But people don't realise behind that music name, you don't know what goes on in my private life. So you don't know who my, that artist really is, your favourite artist really is. Yeah? How they're living, or how they're portraying their living, sometimes ain't necessarily how they're actually really living. It's just all for show. It's because of they have to keep up that persona because of that's what they show in their music. So, when did you um, get together with the in-house lot, Magic? When did you first become aware of them? It was 2018, and I was in HMP ISIS. Um, Jude and a fellow of his, couple of his colleagues came in for a Q&A session. And I happened to be at the Q&A session. Um... But unfortunately, I wasn't able to be on the course aside the job. Um, I was up for release, They're coming up shortly, so you know point. So I started working with in house when I came out of job. Oh, that's um, interesting. So what you didn't actually, um, you didn't do in house whilst you were inside, only when mm, you got out. Nah, yeah, I didn't graduate off of 
then I was inside, I came out and hooked on his eyes. So they must have made quite an impression on you uh, just in that, that single meeting then that you thought I'd like to check them out when I when I leave here. Mm-hmm. It's, um, well, I just let's say started somewhere and seriously at that point. I've always doodled here and there, right? Like little bars, whatnot and whatnot and whatnot. But the songs that I'd sit down and started writing were more pop, radio, ready, hip-hop, R&B, type like songs. I took it away from what I grew up in, all the gangster stuff, and in my head I thought there's ever so much you could ever do with music like that, that could ever get, get you ever so much money. And if you was going to take music seriously, and it's a passion, why don't you just do the music that your heart wants you to do? Been on the road since a very young age, in and out of jail since a very young age. Um, I don't need to promote that lifestyle. People know what I've on, I'm on. People know what I've been through. People know what I've done. I don't need to put that out in music to influence the younger kids to go off and do the same thing like, it's, like I'm glorifying it. So how long did you spend in ISIS when you were there? I was there for a year. Okay. Before ISIS, I was in HMP Wayland for just over a year. And before that, I was in Scrubs for about a year. Okay, was that all on the same charge or was that separate? separate yeah, all, all on the same sentence. Okay. Because obviously a lot of the people listening to this are going to be listening from the inside, right? Mm. And I'm interested in this relationship between you know, what creativity or being creative, actually producing something, the potential of that to help you when you're in confinement like that. Because, I mean, it's a mental battle, I'd imagine, um, when you're in there, you know, trying to keep your shit together. H- how important is being creative, do you think, when you're in that space? You know what, um, you see, what a lot of people don't realise, especially once in a while, you see our brains, our brains are so powerful, Yeah. Um I read a lot of books in jail, I'm not going to lie, I read a lot of books and tried to do a lot of courses and so I studied in psychology because I wanted to know how my own mind works and people thought it was nerdish and they wanted to go gym to look buff for girls when they come out on the roads. But then I wanted to go seek knowledge and this knowledge basically showed me is that anything that I dream, yeah, I could bring to life. Half of these songs that I wrote, American Magic, I wrote in my sleep. Had the beats on repeat while I, while I was going to sleep. I dreamt it. I visualized the song, and I woke up and I turned the visualization into words, and those words into a poem, and a poems into a song. No, um, I could be listening to an instrumental for a week, two weeks, three weeks, just on repeat, before I actually take to it. And within that time of listening to that one instrumental I'm already writing to other songs I'm switching back and forth to other songs that I'm already currently currently writing to but until I've initially dreamt that feeling for that song and started that song that song will just be on repeat listening but for me I have to sleep to a tune and think okay how does this tune make me feel what does it make me want to write about um how does it make me want to express stuff Sometimes I think of how could I play with words or how could I mix with, mix with my flow or how could I go from sing rap into rap or into singing. 
Magic From Cuban chokers to Gucci links I even went and brought you them Louis Hills You remember that ring that you wanted I hit the trap house and went out and I got it I even flew you home to the motherland And spent a week with you in the sun and sun And turned our plans into memories And them same memories back into plans I mean, I have this relationship with songs. When a when a song, especially lyrical content, when it really gets me, it's as if it's talking to my subconscious, right? I didn't know until I heard that that I was uh, that that was a thought that I had, or that's a feeling I needed to express. This is the magic of music, yeah. You know? And the magic of music is you could be there with a group of your friends, listening to drill or some gangster gang banging trap music or da 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 and then you lot say oh you know what the music could influence to go out and commit a crime ride out on your ops da 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 get proper gassed up that you lot jump in your dinger with your rambles and zombie knives and go touring on an op block yeah or a music could, you could be sit sit there listening with your girl listening to a love song you know what I'm saying or you could be listening to a song that can make you cry or make you feel happy when you're sad. Just think that artists, it's more artists need to think more on the content of music that they choose to put out to their listeners. Because it's the artists that doesn't that need to realise that it's the music that is more influential, it's not the listeners. Yeah. Do you remember a time uh, when you were younger, when music first uh, announced itself as something important, that it wanted to be important in your life, is there a um, a song or a music video just... or an artist? No, I was always in, involved in music growing up. I used to play um, Pistol Pants from a very young age. A great teacher called Dexter. He showed me the ropes, taught me the notes, and I got to an age at one point where I was just taking equipment home and just making music, writing notes, so forth and so forth and so on. I've always been creative in music. I'd never thought that I could be doing music with an independent label. So that thought purpose on it on itself alone is, I'd never thought I'd be here, you know or I'd never thought I could do something like this, or I'd never knew that these songs that I'd try and people would actually like to the point of, I can be here. So when I, I started to I put that thought process into my head more and I started to look at other things, my friend was saying, ah, oh, bruv, like, we're criminals, we can't get a job, whatnot, whatnot, but okay. But then I sat an interview, I sold myself, I showed what I could offer, and what I could offer was stuff that I learned growing up off the roads. So if there's some young kid, yeah. I mean, I don't know how old you are. How old are you? Are you? I'm 31. You're 31. Right, so I've... When I go into Lewis, you know, the 19, 20, 21 year olds, right? Has a love for music, doesn't know what to do with it. Have you got any, any thoughts for them if they're listening? In, in, in that box, you could have 101 forks and that's 101 forks bouncing off of all these walls at 101 miles per hour. 
your braid on or what thought they latch onto. And when it does latch onto a thought, it's already latched onto that thought briefly. Um, all I can say is keep your head up. Yeah, they can lock the locks, but they can't stop them. They can't stop the clocks. What you're going through in there is temporary. Yeah, so what what you should be doing now is let your let your mind let your mind free. Imagine what you wouldn't imagine, because whatever you imagine, you can make reality. Dream, dream the most. Because when you dream, it gives you something to chase. In your dreams, you could bring to reality, like I'm slowly doing. Since last year to now, I've been on the stage like more than 10 times. Who would have thought that? Cool, man. Well, look, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Really nice to meet you, and uh, that was a great chat. Yeah. Thank you. Easy. All right, boss. Bye. To find out more about the world's only prison-run record label, go to inhouserecords.org. That's all one word, inhouserecords.org. Radio Reverb. Fine. Radio Reverb. So you're listening to In-House the Podcast on Radio Reverb, a collection of podcasts that were originally recorded during the lockdown with artists that have spent some time in prison. Next up, we have an interview with Beats, who is by all accounts a bit of a musical genius. And incidentally, if you want to see Beats perform, along with some of the other guys on the label, there's a gig happening at the Star of Kings in King's Cross on the 9th of December. That's the Star of Kings in King's Cross on the 9th of December. And if you want to find out more about that, then you can find details on the in-house website. But here's my chat with Beats, and I hope you enjoy it. Beats, hello. How are you doing? Welcome to In-House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood, and this week's interview is with Beats. Now, Beats is a songwriter who left prison as recently as March 2020. Unbelievably, he had never picked up a guitar before encountering the in-house records lot. He's clearly a hugely talented individual, had an awful lot of interesting things to say about the power of creativity, and he's someone to look out for on the in-house records label. Perhaps you can tell me how you met the in-house lot and how that all came about for you. Okay, well, I was uh, banged up in a three-man cell, and I was with uh, Campbell. Um, he, he was in—he was like a lifer. He's been in jail for years, and he said, "Oh, do you want to come down to this music thing?" But it wasn't called in-house records then. It was just like a, a music project. So, how long was that into your sentence? Uh, six months. Yeah, I, I was uh, like getting involved in all negative stuff like I was involved in you know doing whatever whatever on the wing getting up to mischief okay and then obviously uh, they uh, they put me onto in-house and they gave me a guitar and I just I just changed I, obviously I, could, I, I still struggled in certain aspects of my behaviour but you know it, it was like I just chilled out in it so had you ever picked up a guitar before Beat? no Wow, okay. I, I knew that when I first got given the, the guitar, I used to hit it like a drum, 
like just to make a beat on it. I learned one chord, then another chord, then another chord, and obviously to the level I am now. Before I started in house, I was on basic and I was in adjudication. I was on adjudication for having a phone, like um, spice and uh, improvised weapons and all this. And I was going down that route. You know, I had a long time in prison. My mum, I just found out my mum just got diagnosed with breast cancer just before she passed away. So I was rebelling and I was trying to escape. And then obviously uh, they they sent me down to in-house and then I saw, it's just sort of like saved me in it, like from going down the road of that, that route. And obviously I've come out of prison and I feel like I'm much better. Like I, I don't want to go back there. I don't, before in-house, I'd always just come out of jail and just carry on doing the same thing. So what, had you been in prison before? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been, I already know I've probably done about eight years of prison. Wow. And then I finally found something that helped me. And that came in the form of a guitar and in-house records? Yeah, in-house records, 100%. So explain to me this relationship then between getting up to mischief, as you describe it, and then being given a guitar. Yeah, it's like the hardest um, puzzle to solve and then you just, you have to like, learn how to solve it. Like, it's like, oh yeah, well... I've completed these chords, the certain power chords. I've completed power chords, the certain bar chords. Let's learn the scales. Let's do this. Let's detune it. Let's do that. And, you know, just, like, constantly trying to get better at something. And then when you see progress, it makes you feel that you're not just nobody. You've got something about, like, you can play the instruments. You can do something. It makes you feel more human than it. Music is all our therapy and it's all our way of escaping the day of just being in prison or, or escaping the day of just being in like lockdown and the pandemic or whatever you're doing it, like in this, especially what the world at this point is not really like a great place, is it? What do you think about people on the outside? perhaps don't have any experience of any, of any of this, but are of the opinion that people in prison shouldn't be having musical workshops. The Daily Mail readers... Um, uh, yeah, for sure, Daily Mail readers. That's who I'm uh, talking about. Uh, I don't know what to say to it. Obviously, I am, a, I am a prisoner. Well, I was a prisoner and I was having music lessons. I don't know, maybe if you show them what jail is to show them that if you do music things you're stopping people committing crime that you're actually rehabilitating people other than if you lock people up in a, a wing and just keep them behind their door all day all you're going to do is just be around criminals all day but if you separate a few groups out of the wing and they do something positive instead if you lock me on the wing all day I could be talking to someone about getting like a on a half ounce of weed you know what I mean that's why I think that people are stupid because we have to have rehabilitation in there because obviously, you know, we're young men and we're just going down the wrong road. If you just lock us up, we're just going to get more and more worse and more and more segregated. So this tune that we're listening to right now, which is underneath this interview, explain to me the story of that. Where are you coming from with this tune? I wrote this song... I was in a relationship, yeah, with someone, but then obviously 
uh, went before I was into jail. Now I've come out of jail, but like my memories are faded. Like my favorite T-shirt, like, that's the main lyric in it. Like they're, f- they're faded away, but like they're still my still my favorite T-shirt. I still wear it, so it's still my favorite memories. But I just can't really remember them. Explain to me what you get from writing songs. What's the process? So I don't write it. I can't spell, so my spelling is awful. Yeah, so I just play the chords over and over again and just sing and remember the melody and all the lyrics. And like, not one of my songs is written. Oh, I've got about fifty songs, and I can remember them all. Okay, and you've what? You just don't write them down? No, I've never written any song now, ever. I'll just work a song out in my head and remember it, and then that's how I write songs. Where do you think this uh, comes from? Where do songs come from? Um, see, when I first started doing it, I just used it to like try and make like nice sounding music, right? But then I realised that I. Well, the better I was getting on the guitar, the more the guitar would let me like use it as like an expression, like my or therapy for myself. So that's what I think it is now. I just write a song that I want to write, and it's like my therapy. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I I would always need to write music and be like, oh no, no, that would have really bang. But then I stopped thinking that and just write music for myself. And then obviously people appreciated it more because it's personal. Yeah, man, and and I can really hear that in this tune for sure. You know, and there's something about the uh, timbre, the tone of your voice, which is you can tell it's coming from a a very authentic place. This idea of creativity and being creative whilst you're in confinement. Do you have any thoughts about that? How, how important do you think it is to find something to be creative with when you're in confinement? Explain to me if there was a moment in your life when uh, music first appeared as something really important or magical to you. Was there a particular artist or song? So I remember when uh, we, I was with all my mates, used to play out on the estate, and we always used to want to get chicken and chips. Yeah. Okay. So they used to they used to bring me to like the chicken and chip shop, and then I used to beatbox. So all like the older lot, and they'd give us money in it to go bashing in the chips. That's when I knew that I loved music because I could do it. <laughs> I could. I was really, I was really good at beatboxing. Yeah, and then that's when I got my nickname Beats. Yeah. So how old was the um, was the young Beats then when he was beatboxing for Chicken and Chips? Oh, like seven years old. Young, young, young. Wow. Young. Okay, seven. That's amazing. I remember it really, really young, really, really young. I used to just used to do it and then just. Yeah. <laughs> just get like two pounds off them and then just go get chicken chip. <laughs> okay. And, um, 
intro music, bumping into different music. Like I wouldn't say I've really got like a favorite artist. Like I just sort of like bounce all over the music everywhere. And, like anywhere I go, I find some some sort of song that likes that I like, and then I listen to it for a while. Do you um? Do you still beatbox now? Yeah. Can you do us a bit down the phone? That's amazing, man. That's amazing. That's, that sounds super cool. What did your family think of that? Was Were they impressed? What did your mum think? Mm. I don't know. Like, obviously, my mum always told me, like, you know, you've got just like, bills and, and, and rent and money was more important than, like, a pipe dream. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm a musician. Like, we need to, like, pay rent. And it, I felt pressure. You know, that's why I went into, like... That's why my head was just always focused on money instead of like, oh yeah, if I could sing or do anything. Yeah. But you know when you've been, when you've been to jail and you see that it only you only end up back there if you just keep doing it. It's just stupid. You might as well give what you can do a go. Now I'm taking it more serious than ever. But I don't think my family really ever like, pushed me to do it. So, what are your hopes then, and uh, what are your ambitions? I don't, I don't think that I'm going to be like, like, like whatever. I just, just do my music and hope for the best. Obviously, get a job. I'll be like, do labouring and just do gigs on the side. If, like, I, if there's someone likes my song that much, I don't have to do labouring no more. Then it's a total win-win. <laughs> I, I do some gigs. I want to do some gigs. Do you have any ideas about how to cope with prison life during this extra level of lockdown? Um, well, I would just try and just keep training, doing press-ups and sit-ups, and then just, you know, try not to smoke a stupid amount of vapes and just keep yourself chilling out, chill yourself out, maybe. But I reckon you should do some workout because otherwise you ain't gonna have, you'll have loads of energy and won't be able to sleep. And it's summer and it's hot in the cell. Yeah. Yeah, I feel for them, man. I can't lie to you, they're, they're having a bad time right now. Try and get a cleaning job. Right. You know, they know what they gotta do in it. Like, you wanna go to jail and be a joke, man. You just go to jail, be a joke, man. You wanna go to jail and just do it. Like, I would suggest that anyone that's doing jail go gym. Yeah, like you put your heart and your soul in the gym. Yeah, it will help you so much. You don't even understand. Mm. Yeah, it'll give you something to focus on. It gives you goals and it's easy. And we're all young and healthy. So you see progress. Second thing, obviously, don't get yourself into... Don't don't get yourself involved in the jail politics. It's hard. Especially if you're 17, you're going to be involved. But, you know, it's a learning curve, isn't it? It's just leave and learn. Like, you just got to learn how to do jail. It's just a whole other environment. And, uh, honestly, there's no, there's no let up. Like, that's just hard, hardcore, real hardcore stuff. I mean, where would you like to see in-house records as an organisation? just needs to have someone that will succeed from jail into the charts as soon as someone does that as soon as someone makes it from prison through in-house records into the charts and people will see him and buy his music 
or buy her music or whatever, then you're you're, you're on to a winner because then people are going to be like, oh, what's this in her circle? Oh, what he come from jail and then he's made it. All right, then let's go through this. Let's have a look at this, and then people then it'll get clout. You know what I mean? Do you think that will possibly change? some of the lazy prejudices that people have about guys that are in prison. You know, the idea that prison is full of talent was, i got to be honest, not obvious to me before I went in there, right? But some people yeah, got some all, serious talent. Yeah, we're all, like, extrovert people, innit? Like, we're all, like, I don't know, like, we're all, like, like, characters. There's so many characters in there, so many people do something. I don't know, someone that can draw a picture and it looks like he just photocopied it. Like, you know, there's people that just... It's just poverty. It's not nothing else. It's just that people are poor. There's still talent still there, but they just haven't got a platform to use it. So that's all it is, or, or all of our circumstances. Really, really nice to meet you, and hopefully yeah, thanks, bro. when all of this corona stuff is done, uh, I can meet up with you at one of these showcases and hear you play properly. Wicked, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, you will. All right, man. Sweet, mate. Thanks, Beats. All right, cool. Yeah, enjoy All right, your day. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Radio Reverb. Radio Reverb. So that was Beats, one of the many in-house artists that you can see perform at the King's in King's Cross on the 9th of December. Next up, we have a chat with the spoken word artist Trey. An artist who completely blew me away when I first saw him perform uh, a number of years ago. But I'm pretty sure I do go into that in the interview. So I'll let the tape speak for itself. You're listening to In-House, the podcast about creativity and confinement on Radio Reverb. And this is an interview with Trey. Hi, Trey. Hi, how are you? Welcome to In-House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. This week's interview is with Trey. Now, Trey is one of the first artists that I met working at In-House when I arrived at Lewis Prison almost two years ago. And Trey is a spoken word master and he performed a piece then which completely blew me away. So this interview is a little bit different and I've interjected it throughout with examples of his spoken word. I hope you enjoy. Talking, 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 forever talking. You're boring. Same words, jarring in the mornings. And no wisdom in your speech. Just stay out of my way, remain out of reach. Arm's length, that's your best bet. Trust me, it's in your best interests no intellect in your movement but every day i'm getting wiser still i've got room for improvement you talk fiction that's why i distance myself as it's torture to listen and when i move through i show my competitors who's who and with my statements i show the world that i can raise roofs now see i felt my rhythm gradually i couldn't write for weeks but i knew to make it work it wasn't going to land in my lap for free i had to tap the meaning then attack with reason and I know what I'm saying as I've previously danced with demons. But now, I'm even wide awake when I'm dreaming. I guess I just find it distasteful that you tell lies in plain view. But our society made you, so I can't even blame you. But I've wrote this from your fake truth. So bro, I must now thank you. 
My name's Craig Clark. I'm 27 years old. Um, I've spent time in custody since 2011 up until 2019. I met in-house records, and since being with them, I've had the hope and belief in myself that someday I can achieve what I want to do with my music. You can imagine a lot of people that I've talked to for this segment of the CD have been musicians, but your main thing is spoken word, right? Is this something that has always been true with you? Do you remember a moment in your um, younger years when words and painting pictures with words like that was a thing you discovered or presented itself as something important? No, you know, um, growing up with friends that could rap and MC and create music, I was around it all the time and could never do anything because I don't think I gave myself a chance. Um, to do it. I kind of freestyled a little bit here and there. I loved music. I loved music growing up. I was around Gavin's music and drum and bass growing up and then R&B, hip-hop, rap. I loved grime, drum and bass, dubstep, garage, the, everything. Like my, my music is so eclectic. I love everything. As long as it touches me and it's got a nice beat, I'm there. So it's nice. But it wasn't until I was on the other side of the world away from my children that I started sitting down and writing my feelings out on a bit of paper. And then as in, I wrote it as it was in my head. So I wasn't actually trying at the start to either write poetry or do anything. I was writing letters to my children as all of us as characters, all of us as bears, you know, I was making up stories for all of us to keep us connected. And then as I was just writing some things, things started rhyming and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I started sharing it with some people in the yard and they were like, Jay, that's really cool. Like, that just touched me. And I've got, like, big six-foot-five guys from New Zealand with tribe tattoos all over them faces and arms crying at what I'm talking about. And then that's when it hit me a bit. I thought, okay, I'm going to start sending some of these back to England. And I started getting some responses. I started winning some competitions. And and then, yeah, I started sharing a bit more. And I didn't lock it up. And it's it's gone from there, really. I, I didn't expect anything to come from it. I was just writing a letter to my children one day. You, um, you're saying that you finished your sentence in Lewis and that you were coming over from Australia. So just briefly, to put that into context... Um, how you were you actually did some time in Australia, did you? So I was actually serving a sentence in England. I was released on my license. Um, I still had some problems with some people. I decided the best thing for me to do was get out of the country for a little while. Um, I decided to go to Australia. I managed to get through. I spent some time with my family, and after. Some people in England realised I'd gone, they'd run crime stoppers, and then, yeah, it come apparent I was abroad illegally. And then I got sent home after a year, after spending a year in custody out there. Um, I got sent home to finish off my licence that I'd been recalled for for leaving the country. So I probably spent about just over three years in total, with about a month outside in the middle of it. It, really fascinating listening to the spoken word stuff that you sent me because a lot of it details uh, the experience of prison life, right? And and obviously 
I'm, I'm imagining that you wrote quite a lot of that when you were inside, did you? Yeah, that, that all of that stuff I sent, apart from the one with a bit of a backing track, all of them were in custody, yeah. Yeah. So do you feel uh, that your three years or, or almost three years in prison was primarily a punishment in that they took that time away from you? Or do you feel that there was genuine rehabilitation there? Um, in the sense, I think, yeah, the whole loss of liberty and being incarcerated, yeah, is the punishment. That time by yourself to reflect on what you've done is the punishment, being away from friends, family, colleagues, life. That's the punishment. Um, but if you don't have rehabilitation in jail, then no one's going to get better. They only get worse. But then it comes down to the one element. Does that person want to change? And that person has got to want to change before. They can say it a thousand times, but until they apply themselves and change, they're never going to change. Prison's a revolving door. And until you join yourself into a little group and open your mind and go, do you know what? Like, enough's enough. Like, I'm not coming here no more. You're, you're always going to keep going back. Mm. And for in-house me was my reason for not. They instill values in you of what you can achieve on the outside and everything else. Yeah, with in-house, we learn on the inside about things, but we're developing our tools so we can use them and build together on the outside. And that's what we have done. People on the inside are not seeing properly what we're doing out here, but we are doing it and it's achievable by all of us coming together collectively and doing it. That's how it works. I'm interested or intrigued by this idea of, um, of creativity in confinement. Do you yeah. think that, 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 is, that you need something like that if you're going to spend time in confinement? How important is a creative pursuit, do you think? I think you either go down two directions in jail. You either don't have that creative mind or you do. And by having that, it gives you that time to reconnect with yourself. And you can only be really creative when you are so isolated from everything. Because it allows you to then look around yourself at nothing and go, right, what can I do? And it's your core and everything you've got out. So I think the importance of being creative in custody is massive because it takes you out of that headspace of being locked away. Now, obviously, being an intelligent person, you know you're still locked away and you understand why you're there. But applying yourself to something creative to make yourself better is... It's, you need that to survive, I think. Without mm. music, without writing my poetry, I would have gone down the wrong way and I would have hung around with the wrong people and I wouldn't have gave myself the chance to repair. So you got out when I started and I can't remember quite when that was. I mean, it's a, it's going on a couple of years ago now, I think, isn't it? I mean, you probably remember the date. When did you leave Lewis? <sighs> I think it was the 17th of July. Okay. 2018, was it? 2018, yeah. So you did a piece, but it was about, I think, your time in the armed forces. And I remember this description of red mist and it being really full on and um, incredibly like visceral description of of battlefields and you coming to terms with that after that. Are you able to recite for me any of those lines? I am, and... The poem was called Then and Now. Um, And yeah, so it started 
Um, well, I think I know. Crosshairs. I see them coming from a mile away. Locked and loaded. The javelins out. Silence. Exploded. The boys are on the ground. C4s on the doors. MOEs done correctly. Point man through. Method of entry. Pink mist fills that room. Typhoon on its way. Sonic boom. Man down. Medic screams. Get that man out. Passivac. Heli's en route. Let's calm down. Keep calm. Carry on. Wait out is the next comm sound before the 50 cow let rip. 16 confirmed. ISIL. Down and out. Wow. Yeah, that, I mean, that's still giving me goosebumps now. It really left an impression with me when I heard it on that day. Um, yeah, man. So unpack for anybody listening to this, unpack a little bit about what that's about. So obviously you spent a bit of time in the armed forces. Yeah, Royal Marine Commandos. I was 15 and nine months. I signed up the day that I could join, um, which is in 2009, the 5th of December. I was still in school when I signed my paperwork. 15 and nine months can you join yeah. that that young they let you in that young that, didn't they? that was the most earliest i was allowed to join okay so, so what I was wait to finish my gcses and then i was allowed to enlist but i'd done all of my my medical my biometric and psychological tests Ex- explain to me um why you were so eager to sign up to that what was the um what was the appeal to you I got given a choice by my great-grandfather. It was either carry on playing football and get myself everywhere or find my own digs and join the military. So being that young and not being able to get travel to go to all my football matches, I decided to join the military. Click. Unlock. It's eight o'clock. Straight to the shower. I'm up before, but the door is on the hour. Back to my cell, I try to look my best And here I stay positive, I know that I'm blessed And there's always plenty of time for salvation From mindfulness to education So I use my time well to gain my qualifications So I'm earning cues to earn more peace Aim to better myself and prepare for release As when I'm out past those walls My tower of tuna will mean nothing at all So I go to gym, expand my chest with every set But Trey, don't forget to grow your intellect he owns more razors and radox than a branch of boots. But bro, your razors will be blunt compared to my suits. So ditch your deals on the landings and those endless laps on the yard of your so-called mandate. Why not stop, take a read of a book? Even if you just take a look, watch your sentence as it disappears with the years. It's all about preparation, bro. The rise, my reincarnation, bro. Into a world full of hate. And most people won't appreciate what I've had to do to survive. But like a cat with nine lives, one by one, my chances disappear. And all I hear is a leopard will never change its spots. They all think I'll never stop. But I'll reroute and connect new dots. I won't give them the chance as I've declined the dance with the devil. As I'm no longer the rebel. And I'm more than Gordon Ramsay with a prison kettle. I won't present people with a choice to break my spirit with their voice. 
So I'll be the best I can be As I spent my time inside oh so wisely So I can live the rest of my life in peace and crime free Back on the streets and living my dream Making my family proud And I'll show them with hard work what I'll be next And I'll pass test after test And I'll be walking free And I'll become the best And that's with my voice How has life been for you since you got out? Like my ups and downs, I've ended up back in custody once. Um, okay. But that, that chapter of my life's over and I'm in a new book. That whole book of my life is shut. I still use some of the pages as inspiration and some of the words in that book are now on the blurb of my new book. But I'm in a different stage of my life now coming out of this and... Yeah, things are going good to me now. I've got my own home now, my own two-bedroom house. I've got the driving license. Okay. I've got a car. I see my children. I've got my own barber shop, and things are going good for me. And I'm just writing my music and trying to learn keyboard now and guitar. I love this metaphor as um, of life as a book. What what do you hope for the uh, for the chapters that have not been written yet? Well, next chapter's coming off probation because I'm still actually on a post-sentence supervision licence, which runs out in August. So once that's done, I'm completely free and I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to travel. Also, I'm waiting for this lockdown so we can start getting back and doing gigs and I can get in the studio and start recording some bits properly and see where it goes you know it's networking all of this has slowed me down i've been able to write some bits but i've been busy doing some other bits but i want to put myself into this a lot and i've got the time after lockdown and i've got the space i've got the vehicle i can get places i can do things i can and i want to so i want to be part of in-house for a long time and so what i've done with in-house on the outside has been absolutely incredible what have you done with in-house on the outside? Andrew Lloyd Webber's Theatre, we played at many, many times with resident guests there. So we had a monthly feature. We've played at Latitude Festival. We've played at the, the, the George Tavern in London, a very famous music venue. We've been booked in for other festivals that were cancelled this year. Um, we've gone off and met producers from that, famous producers. We've sat and wrote music and performed music in Labrook Grove Studios at Sun Records. We've performed around London in pubs. It's been absolutely great. Long haul for me, the vision I see for in-house in 10, 20 years, whatever it may be, is in every single prison and is in every single probation office up and down the country and across the world. We are there as prevention. We're there with youth offending teams. We are there to go come write music instead of being on the streets. Being that front line of going when people are getting arrested or cautioned, they're being told, heard about in-house records. And they're like, oh, what's that? Before they're even being sent to a youth offending team or anything like that. And then they're in the hands of in-house then. You used the phrase there or the, or the sentence, come and write music instead of being on the streets. Right now, I know what you mean by that because I've been in those workshops and I've seen how transformative it can be for people. But a lot of people will think that that is far too simple, right? 
Surely it can't be that simple. Surely music is not so powerful. I mean, is it? It starts then. It starts then. So what I'm trying to say is the prevention side, getting people off the streets before they start learning about being on the streets and why they need to be there. Right. So boys are in their bedrooms, listening to music, loving music. They're starting to get their own genres of music by themselves and then gradually with their friends and they're enjoying music together. Right. Yeah. We start to enjoy the same genre. We haven't got nowhere to do anything. So we're out in the streets trying to earn some money so we can get a bit of studio time or buy some equipment. But before that, why have we got to go on the streets to do that if we're underprivileged or haven't got money? Is there not people out there that can help us? Oh, yeah, there is, in-house records. So we're there before the thoughts, as an adolescent, get into your head of going out on the streets and needing to earn money because mummy's too poor or mummy won't give me money because I'm too naughty or anything. In-house are there as that first step prevention before children are groomed into going on the streets or make that choice of going, oh, I want to go and sell drugs. How important is um, is writing for you on the outside? Do you write every day or how often do you? No, not every day. Life's got, got me a little bit at the moment. Um, I write when I can and when I feel the need to. I'm not a writer that sits down and goes, right, I must do this, I must do this. I write when I feel I need to get that down. I see creativity as a key to yourself. Because creativity comes from you as an image, as an imagination, as a thought. And it comes through the process as a thought, as an image, and then as a product, whatever it may be, compound, liquid, whatever it is, words, visions. You can still be creative with your visions and help people with just how you talk. So on the outside, inside, yeah, it doesn't matter. Creativity. Anyone can do it, to possess it. You've got it ready. You're the holder of the key to yourself. All right, Trey. Well, look, man, hopefully when all this um, pandemic uh, nonsense is over, I can meet you again in person at one of these showcases. 100%, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, look, well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Will. Yeah, well, appreciate it. likewise. Uh, all right, Trey. Cool. Well, we'll have a good, good weekend. Then yeah, I'll, man. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye, mate. Bye. 97.2 FM. Radio Reverb. Okay, so that's about it for this month's In-House Records show. But I've actually got time to play you out with two tracks from In-House artists that I'm going to let play back to back. The first up is a number from Just Jono and then a truly meaty beat release, as promised from Sugarboy D. You can find all of these and more as a Spotify playlist under the name In-House or One Word Records. My name's Will Hood, broadcasting to you on behalf of In-House Records. And if you want to know more about the label, you can visit us at inhouserecords.org. Have yourself a good couple of weeks and we'll be back with more interviews and music in the new year. And although it's still November at the time of recording this, I should probably say happy Christmas. Yeah, go on then. Happy Christmas. And we'll see you in 2022.
She needs another draw. I could be your judge, baby. You better fuck, got drunk, fell in love, baby. You wanna chill, you wanna five. I ain't always got time, cause I'm on the grind trying to get up, baby. No way, no more. She wanna roll everywhere I go, can't stay. Go, go. She wanna roll everywhere I go, can't make no time for her. But I don't even have no time for myself. So I say, no way, no more, more. She's a chocolate darling, she don't want another man, she wanna be with me She knows I'm a trap boy, getting money every week The grand don't stop, I only have two hours of sleep ring a ling a ling the money's calling Yeah, she moving like this, ask her where have I been? I'm on the roads, baby, I'm trying to get in I'm on the roads, baby, I'm trying to get in No way, no more She wanna roll everywhere I go, can't stay, go, go she wanna roll everywhere I go, can't make no time for her But I don't even have no time for myself So I say no way, no more, more Sister. Right here, Reefo. No introductions needed. Every girl in Kent really knows my face. You cannot Steve, how I move reckless. But he had to go for breakfast. I like baddies in groupies, like them juicy, like Lucy Black. Love it when I hit the spot from the back. Oh, baby, make it shake, make it clap. I like white girls, I like black girls. Say so it's 50 50 like Kingsmill. Got this brown skin girl called Goldie. Locks my hair, called her Goldie Locks. I see an IC3 bust down when I pull up in an AMG Like why did they hate on me? You need work, I got vacancies I'll consign the pack You run by the peas In my run and try run I might end up back in a freeze I done my time So it's time to shine Jump in the whip, clutch, drive Shifting gears, pull it and glide I told Mumsy, I want a gypsy girl Watch how she cleans my scales Mumsy's pissed, son got bagged One made trip in a circle van Cold on the road with Blake But money come fast like 118 been a while since I put fire on the track, oh well, I'm back now. Your bro, that your girl, I'm trying to hit that as well. Spin her back, bring a friend, double tap, forgot her name, is it Megan? Body bend like Beckham, eight figure figure, take a picture and put Sugar Boy D as a caption. Black boy from Kent, you heard what I said, you love how we step, correct. Message to my ex. You were never really mine So take a step to the side And let my Achilles bust up inside I've been on my grind 
so don't waste my time We don't need to rewind, but the DJ wanna pull it back one time I told Mumsy, I want a gypsy girl, but I ain't gonna say it this time I told Mumsy, I want a gypsy girl, but I ain't gonna say it this time If you're a baddie, then you got a back like Sally Shake it, makes me happy, and then it's better in bum bum leggings Quality fit, of course I get Bad B, give me brain, she don't even know my name See the money in the safe, now she wanna run away All the days to the bar, we taking flights to LA.